Hello everyone and welcome to the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spiteri and uh, as you can tell this is not going to be a normal episode um, because I am away and actually by the time that you are listening to this I will have been married. So um, I, my wedding was this weekend so we decided to go into the vault and release an older show that we thought that everybody might enjoy listening to again. Um, but I actually, as uh, as great as this news is for myself, I, I wanted to take a quick moment here and um, actually talk about a friend of mine who you will hear me talk about in this Tingle's Rosie Rupee Land episode, who unfortunately just passed away. Um, my, my pal had a... Uh, a, a tumor, unfortunately, and uh, was not able to overcome it, and um, passed away um, far too soon from this world. So um, you're going to hear me tell the story about the the time that I bought Tingle's Rosy Rupee Land off of uh, this guy who would who would later on go on to become a good friend of mine. Um, and uh, some some parts of it have been embellished a little bit just for uh, just for a little bit of fun. He actually. We didn't quite meet at a Tim Hortons parking lot. He lived just down the street from the Tim Hortons, but it was close enough. Um, so he was a great guy, and I was at, I was planning on releasing this Tingle episode uh, when I got married, anyways. But as fate would happen, um, you know, this it, it appeared a little bit more timely. So um, I just wanted to to dedicate this to my friend. Uh, his name is Benson Simbersky, and uh, wherever you are, my pal. We're thinking of you. Um, I know this is a little bit somber to get us started off, but I think that the best thing that we could do for my man, he loved Legend of Zelda, and he loved Nintendo, so the best thing we can do is have fun and appreciate the ridiculousness of Tingle's Rosy Rupee Land, which I would have never got to experience uh, if not for my pal Benson. Uh, you know, it's kind of a running joke how how much of a fan I am of the Tingle games. Some of the crew at Zelda Dungeon have even started calling me Spatingle, which I wear as a badge of honor. So um, none of it would have been possible without my buddy. So I just wanted to give him a little bit of a homage and uh, and honor him at the top of this show. Um, I'm going to be off for two weeks. I'm getting married. So I'm excited about that. But you guys, here is a, is a blast from the past. You can listen to Taylor and I. Uh, recount the wacky and wild adventure that was me playing Tingle's Rosy Rupee Land for the first time. If you've never played this game, you should uh, you should try and get a hold of it. It's a lot of fun, easily the best DS Zelda game, and uh, none of it would have been possible without my buddy. So uh, rest in peace, my friend, and everybody listening. Uh, I hope that you enjoy the show, and I will see you in a couple weeks. Um, take care, everybody, and. Uh, We'll see you back here quickly. Blue, without a sign, 
Hello everybody, welcome to the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Smateria, and as always, I'm joined by Taylor Wells. Uh, what's going on, dude? How was your vacation from the show last week? Uh, it was busy, you know? Busier than I expected it to be when it's supposed to be, you know, time off. But uh, we're back. We're feeling good. How about you? Uh, doing good. I had a, a nice little weekend getaway uh, last week. I went to the mountains and found out that The Rock was in Calgary, Alberta. So I was, you know, driving around looking to see if I could uh, spot him. But never never did. Never did find him. But, uh, you know, can't complain. Doing good. It's beautiful here in Calgary. So uh, I'm excited to talk about uh, a very obscure, very odd game today. Would you say you couldn't smell what The Rock is cooking? Uh, wherever he was, uh, no, I couldn't smell it, but he did, he did post some cool pictures of, uh, of Calgary and the surrounding mountain area and a uh, fun little piece of trivia, the whole seven bucks production that the rock owns. The, the seven bucks story is from a, from a time where he was so broke that he literally only had $7 in his pocket. And, uh, that was Calgary. Uh, he only had $7 in his pocket when he was living in Calgary, Alberta. So he used to play for our Canadian Football League team, and he got scratched, if you can believe it. He didn't even make the team. Damn. So, Wait, quite is the, the turnaround there. I, I know this is probably really embarrassing, but is The Rock Canadian? No, no, no. The Rock's from Miami. Okay. He was, um, I don't I, can, I don't remember how he ended up playing in the CFL. I think he, he originally wanted to play in the NFL, but got cut. And then he wanted to play in the CFL, and then, like, Coming from a wrestling family, Calgary's kind of like a wrestling city, like with the hearts and everything like that. So uh, I, I guess, I don't know, he might have had some connections here. And uh, he, he played for the Stamps for a while, actually, for like maybe a couple weeks and then uh, didn't make the cut. So, But there is a team photo with Dwayne Johnson wearing a Calgary Stampeders jersey. So you should check that out. Hmm. You learn something new fun every little day. Bit of, uh, fun little bit of rock trivia for you here. There we go. Uh, before we got on air... I was telling you guys about my drug deal purchase of Tingle's Rosy Rupeeland. Yes. And I'm going to tell you that story. Please. So, I really wanted to get Tingle's Rosy Rupeeland. I don't know what came over me, but I was like, man, I, I got to play this game. I really want to play it. So, I'm, I, I'm in a local like video game collector buy and sell group in Calgary, right? <laughs> so, uh, I'm just like, okay, guys, does anybody have this game? And, uh, and, and nobody did except for one guy, and I'm like, okay, well, I, I want to buy it off you, and he's like, okay, and so we, we were trying to get together for, like, the better part of about, probably about two weeks, and I work in the mornings, and then this guy, I think he's a bartender or something like that, so he worked at night. Does he have so an accent? We just, we, I don't think so, but I don't either. Mm. Right, Taylor? Debatable. I'm, I'm just <laughs> picturing, like, a guy with a thick Russian accent, like, yes, I have the game. Uh... <laughs> Uh, You're looking no, for I mean, he, has, Rosie he had a thick, he had a thick Canadian accent, so he's like, "Yeah, I got the game, eh?" He <laughs> <laughs> be behind Tim Hortons, so and I'm not joking. We literally met at Tim Hortons. Finally, on Thursday, Thursday night at like eleven o'clock at night, um, I was watching a movie. Uh, Sam had fallen asleep on the couch. This guy texted me. He's like, "I got the game if you're free." It's eleven o'clock at night, and I'm like, okay. "I'm at your front like, door." <laughs> He's like, bring 80 bucks to Tim Hortons. So I was like, okay, man, I'll be right there. So I get in my car and drive over and like, literally we, we kind of look each other in the eye and, uh, he pulls the game out of his pocket. I pull the cash out of my pocket. We do a little swap at the same time. <laughs> I leave with Tingle's Rosie Rupee land. He leaves with 80 bucks. We nod at each other. 
and uh, the rest is history. And I'm playing that game right now. Did he then go and spend that $80 in Tim Hortons? <laughs> uh, he, very possible. That would get you uh, That would get you a long way in Tim Hortons, because a coffee's about 2 bucks, and then Timbits, you could get a 50-pack for, like, 10 bucks. So for anybody that doesn't know what a Timbit is, it's like a little bite-sized donut. Did, uh, did the game cartridge have blood on it? <laughs> Um, no, the game cartridge didn't have blood on it, but to also to be honest, I wasn't looking that hard, and my 3DS is red, so if it did, I wouldn't have noticed it. <laughs> Isn't, like, every game cartridge ever released supposedly have, like, a trace amount of cocaine on it? Or is that money? I think I'm thinking of money. They did, like, some uh, study that... Only that. only bills made in the 80s. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so that's uh, that's my drug deal story about Tingle's Rosie Rupee Land, and I can't I can't wait to talk about that game on this show when I'm when I'm fully done and uh, have somewhat collected my thoughts. We are gonna we're gonna talk about that. Have you played Have you played any of it yet? Or yeah, I'm probably about like five hours in. Did maybe you meet a little bit more? Did you meet Barkle yet? Yep, the- I've met Barkle and Pinkle and Uncle Rupee and Good God. It's like to anybody that's never played it and doesn't know what we're talking about, it sounds absurd, and it is absurd. It is it, absolutely in like in such a good way. Now the it's, real question is, is if you'll be running it at the marathon from now on. So actually, I looked at uh, at Locke's time at Tingle's Rosy Rupee Land, and this guy finished it in like four and a half hours. Four and a half hours. He was thirteen seconds off of the world record for this game. As a matter of fact, wow! And I remember last year he had like. He had this big spreadsheet chart of like, I don't even know what it was, but he was like, he was prepared. So I, let's talk about something completely different. Um, viewers and listeners of the show might remember me telling a story about how I uh, had a drug deal pickup for Tingle's Rosie Rupee Land. I am pleased to say that I am finished with Tingle's Rosie Rupee Land. And uh, uh, Taylor has some questions, and I'm going to answer them to the best of my ability. So I'm going to turn the reins over to you, man. This is, uh, you're in control now. Oh, boy. Feels good. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to put you through the ringer. All right. Uh, Well, I am am ready. So I'm assuming that a lot of people, like me, know what Tingle's Rosie Rupee Line is, but haven't really got a chance to experience it or, or really sink their teeth into what this game is. So I'm hoping that I can clear some air here. All right, sounds good. So why don't we start off by having you give us a general rundown of of what this game is. What, you know, when did it release? Uh, What's the kind of, like, typical gameplay? Give us the rundown. um, So this game is a 2006 uh, DS title, and it released in Japan and in Europe. And they decided not to bring it over to North America, even though they had the English translation already done for European audiences, which after playing it, I can understand why they didn't, but I also feel like it was kind of a missed opportunity. But um, it's obviously a, a Zelda spinoff starring Tingle, and the objective in the game is to build a tower. And to build this tower, this tower takes you to the mythical Rupee Land. So to build the tower, you have to feed rupees to the tower. It's got like a little pond that you throw rupees in. And rupees are really like the core of the entire game. Rupees represent your health, uh, your your bartering power, your... Uh, basically everything revolves around rupees. And it's 
it's kind of a it's a super neat system actually because you don't you don't fight enemies in a typical like fashion you you basically get into scrums with them so you'd walk up to an enemy and it's like this hilarious looney tunes dust cloud fight thing where like you get into this big scrum and um you kind of see fists and legs popping out and stuff like that like it looks hilarious and for every for every like second that you're in the scrum you lose x amount of rupees so if you're fighting a really powerful enemy you'll lose like 15 rupees then 15 rupees then 15 rupees and then uh you know if you if you defeat the enemy after a little while, sometimes you can make that back with the rewards that you get, or sometimes they give you materials and stuff like that. Um, it's a really, it's a really interesting concept, and you can actually chain together these scrums. So, like, you can you can walk up to one enemy and you can move the scrum over and pick up another enemy and then another, and you get more rewards for the more people that are inside of the scrum. Uh, you can also hire bodyguards to give you some extra firepower for these, so that you lose less rupees. It's like it sounds kind of weird. And I don't know if I explained it adequately. It might just be best to go on YouTube uh, how combat works in Tinkle's Rosie Replan, but it's actually like quite fun. So do you always lose rupees in fights, or can you also win rupees? Um, you always lose rupees, but you can win rupees as well. So if you're fighting an enemy, typically they'll they'll drop some rupees after. Um, it's just a matter of how long it takes to beat the enemy. So if you're the longer you're in the scrum, the more money that you lose, or the more rupees that you lose, rather. If you hire a bodyguard, you can obviously spend far less time in the scrum, and then the the amount of rupees that you lose is halved. So typically, yeah, you'll get either rupees or you'll get resources to make stuff after. Well, sounds pretty interesting so far. So I know that you got really interested into this game when you saw it being played at the marathon last year uh, with Locke. And so that leads me to ask, you know, what were your expectations for the game? Did it live up to them? Um, I think that it definitely surpassed them. I, it's hard to say what my expectations were. This, like, Really, when I got this game, I almost got it as a novelty or like a collector item. Didn't um, know what just, to expect? Just to have. Yeah, like, just to have, you know, like, I've, I've played every Zelda game except for the Tingle games, I think. Like, I've played I've played a bunch of almost every single spinoff that has Link in it that I can think of. So this one was kind of missing from the pack. Um, so when I, when I got it, I mean, I heard that it wasn't very good. And, uh, you know, it, I, I thought that it was actually quite fun. And I wasn't expecting a typical Zelda experience. And that's probably a good thing, because it definitely... Definitely doesn't offer you a typical Zelda experience, but for what it is, I thought that it was actually like it really fun. And I know that I, I kind of always dump on the uh, the DS Zelda games, and Tingle's Rosy Rupee Land is a touch controlled like you you use the touch screen and stuff like that to to move and do a lot of things too. But it's also it implements a lot of like really different quality of life. Um, improvements that make it far less aggravating like you could actually move around with the d-pad and you just use the uh use the stylus to to do other little things and there's not like a million items or anything like that so you don't have to constantly change and constantly go over that that's what i was actually worried about the most was that it would be a touch like a touchscreen game and i would just be like ugh, not another ds zelda you know right so yeah i would say i would say it surpassed expectations well that's really good and it kind of leads us into my next question with you know, you were speaking about how it's pretty different. So, how different is the game from your typical mainstream Zelda? And in what ways? Um, well, I mean, 
like like it's far different like the combat alone really um sets it apart um it's again it's hard to adequately explain how combat works in that game i would i would really just encourage people to go and like youtube it quickly just to see what i'm talking about but the scrums are definitely really different um it's different too in that rupees rupees really are like the core of that game like they represent your health you uh you get rewarded for it and it, and it's really it's really neat and it's hard to play this game without a walkthrough which i did for the first half but basically there are certain instances where you need to you need to pay somebody for a certain item but you have no idea how much they want so for example if somebody is selling you a recipe for something and they want 50 rupees if you were to give them if you were to guess and say 40 rupees they would say no way i'm not selling that to you and keep your 40 rupees and you'd have to do it again or conversely if you were if they wanted that for 50 rupees and you said here's 100 they would say wow thanks and they would keep all 100 or whatever like there's no listed price so it's it's kind of this weird um, guessing game almost, and like it's it's it feels like gambling almost in a sense because you're like God, I hope I'm not overpaying. Um, and when you get to the to the latter stages of the game, like you're talking thousands of rupees sometimes. Like um, so you can and you and on the flip side of that too, when you do something for people, you uh, you can ask for a reward basically. So it's just like I remember very early in the game. I, uh, I did something nice for somebody and I asked for a hundred rupees and uh, the guy the guy said like oh phew that's it that's all right here you go and I remember I looked it up after and I could have got like a thousand from him and I was just like ugh Ooh. so it's 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 very like what a missed opportunity yeah I guess it could be yeah it's almost like a game of chance in a sense um, you know I was talking to Locke when I was playing it and he was pretty surprised that I wasn't using a guide for it. And eventually I broke down and did just because like towards the latter stages of the game, like you have to, you have to have a ton of rupees. And so you have to really know how much to ask for, but, um, it's, it's kind of a thrill. Cause it's like this weird, slow animation of Tingle's face and like creeping up a little bit closer to the screen as he's asking for rupees or, or demanding rupees from people. So that was pretty fun. Um, that's such a beautiful, it's image. got, it's, it's actually like hilarious to see, Tingle's face and, and everything in this game. Um, it does have a few dungeons in it, which feel very Zelda-like, actually. So uh, there's not there's not a whole lot. I think there's maybe like three or four dungeons, but they they get progressively better as the game goes on. Um, it's there. I mean, they they wouldn't stand up to your typical you know Legend of Zelda dungeons. They've got their own kind of vibe to them. But well, what are they um, like? I, I, there were there. I mean, I guess they are like regular Zelda dungeons. Like there, there's puzzles and stuff to do in them, but there's not, there's not really like an emphasis on combat or mini bosses or or bosses or anything like that. They do feature boss battles at the end of them though, which is really fun. And they, they're kind of weird because like the boss battle will appear in a big treasure chest, and you can go into the treasure chest and battle the boss as often as you want. So you pay about, I don't know, a hundred rupees to enter, and and then when you're fighting the boss, you actually have different, you, you do have like a set life scale. So you'll either have like a set amount of balloons or you'll have like one boss is like this hilarious, like street fighter esque kind of parody where tingle and this, uh, this other guy have like uh, a life bar and stuff like that. And it's like, these boss fights are like super absurd and like tingles flying around on balloons and dropping bombs or like you're having this street fighter fight. And it's just like, they're, they're super fun, but they're also like, <laughs> 
they're they're very much like what you'd expect to find in Tingle's Rosy Rupee Land. They're they're super ridiculous. Um, the final boss is also I won't spoil anything, but it's like it's super great and it's like a super <laughs> fun, I guess, uh, way to end the game on a very Tingle note. But um, the dungeons are really good. They they're not gonna they're not gonna stump anybody. I don't think it's just like some of them are they get a little bit longer, but they're not necessarily harder. Um, and again, like the when you the whole the whole thing is like you have to keep your rupees high rather than your life high. So it's it's kind of like an interesting it's kind of an interesting concept because to keep your rupees high, you actually have to spend your rupees on bodyguards, which makes going through the dungeons a lot easier. So there um, that's probably the most Zelda like part of this game. Otherwise, it's it's very much its own thing. Like you're you're traversing an overworld, but it's not. It's not really laid out in like a box like um, a link to the past would be, for example. It's more so like a straight line where like the higher that your tower gets, the uh, the more areas that you can go to. So when you feed your tower enough rupees, it'll unlock a new area and you can go explore that. And they're kind of interconnected by a bridge that lets you cross from one area to the next. But there's only one point of entry. So it's it's not like an interconnected world. It's more so probably fair to say that there are levels. So it's... It's different, but there there are times when, you know, it kind of feels Zelda-ish. Actually, there's one dude who has, like, a boombox, and he plays, like, the Zelda little jingle whenever you figure something out, so that's kind of fun. Sounds almost like Oracle of Ages, kind of with Ambi's Tower. Uh, yeah, kind of. I could see that, and I could see that being a fair comparison, yeah. Oh. I mean, so far, this game sounds pretty good. Um, you mentioned earlier that you 100% of the game, correct? I did, yes. All right. Was it worth it? And how long did it take you? Um, I think I probably spent like 30 hours, maybe 30 hours, 100%ing the game. Um, I thought it was worth it because it was really fun. So there's um, there's a few different things that you can do to uh, to get full completion on this game. Um, there's uh, there's collectibles hidden around the world called the rupee goods. So they're just like. Basically, they're just like little trinkets that Tingle can decorate his attic with, and uh, they're they're just like little mementos and stuff like that. And you can get them by doing a couple different things. You you just like find them in hard to reach spaces, or you get rewarded for them for finishing like a couple side quests, or just stuff like that. So there's I think there's about thirty two of them or something like that in the game. Um, so I I went out of my way to get all of those because if you if you get all of them. You get a ridiculous, ridiculous special scene uh, towards the end of the game, um, which I'll elaborate on when you ask me what was the weirdest thing in this game. And uh, there's also recipes that you can find in this game. So recipes will either like heal you or heal your bodyguard, or they will um, kind of give you a little bit more, more juice, a little bit more power, or you could just make recipes and sell them to people. Um, as like local specialties so finding all the different ingredients for those recipes and finding the actual recipes themselves is one of the side quests so when you do um that's that's like a big part of the the side quest ended um that's what that's probably like the biggest side quest in the game is is finding all the recipes and then there are i thought majora's mask had a lot of jars but there's like i think 23 jars that you can find in tingle's rosy ruby land so um, I, I went and, and found all of those and like nothing was too, too hard to find. So it's not like it's not like it was a, an, an arduous quest, but it, was, like it was still fun. So those were like the big three that that I did. And I would I would say it was worth it. OK, 
Cool. Well, you did uh, already kind of hint at it, but we'll we'll ask the preceding question first, which of course is, what was the most interesting thing that you encountered or that happened to you while playing the game? Um, interesting, like like plot wise, or just interesting, like, huh, this is funny. Well, interesting and like something unexpected that you you didn't really think would happen, or you know that you you just did not expect, and and found really interesting coming from a tingle game. Mm, I mean, pretty much the whole thing was really interesting. I remember like uh, when I when I saw the first boss battle, which had like the Street Fighter kind of parody of it. I thought that was hilarious, and I wasn't expecting that, and that was actually like super super fun. Um, the final battle kind of has like some Star Fox stuff going on and it's like, if this sounds weird, it really is like, (laughs) it's really, it's really, really strange. Um, interesting. I, I think like meeting, meeting all of the people and all of the characters in this game, it's like, I can't describe it. It's almost like they have like this slender man quality to them. Like they're all kind of weird and awkward and like creepy, but like, uh, I, I don't know. They were just like. They, they were probably the definition of interesting and, like, interacting with all these different people. And they always have, like, they, the game makes all these super weird noises for everybody, too, which makes it even more strange. So, I mean, really, the whole thing is just, like, a strange experience. Um, Was everybody so, just I mean, wacky that's... or, like, were there some kind of normal-ish characters that you would you would expect to find in maybe, like, a regular Zelda game? Uh, I mean, there were some characters that were more normal than others. But, uh, but normal I would say not... everyone was, yeah, everyone was pretty wacky in this game. Probably the best character in this entire game is Uncle Ruby, who's <laughs> like, he, he's the guy that, that comes down and tells Tingle that he can become a Tingle. Actually, so fun, so fun fact, a sidetrack here, you actually start this game off and you, and you name your character as whatever you want. So I named my character Spateri, and uh, Tingle is actually a name that is bestowed on him from Uncle Ruby. So a little fun piece of Tingle trivia for you there. It's not actually his name. It's a title. Lore So Uncle Rupee, yeah. Uncle Rupee is the guy that um, that basically says, like, you know, you can go to Rupee Land if you, uh, if we, <laughs> where you'll meet all the girls and you never have to work a day in your life if you, if you like, feed this tower rupees. And you just, like, every time you feed him rupees, you see a more and more hilarious version of Uncle Rupee. And he's, like, he's kind of, he he's got the Hugh Hefner thing going on where, like, He's got the fur coat. You always see him in a hot tub full of girls and stuff like that. So that was oh my that goodness. was really funny. Um, here's another interesting, actually, little piece of trivia. And help me out, because I, now I can't, of course, remember what they're called. Who are the little dudes called in Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons that live underground? The Subrogians? Those are Subrogians. Yeah, yeah, Subrogians. So a little piece of trivia on them, which I was not expecting to find in Tingle's Rosy Rupeyland. But... Um, you get a line from one of them that says, like, do you all, do you wonder why we wear hoods? And uh, you say yes. And then they say they were cursed by a dark wizard for um, helping the hero uh, overcome the dark wizard. So we curse them to live in shadow for the rest of their life. And that's why they have to wear hoods, which I thought was interesting. It's not really, like, the kind of lore that you expect from this kind of game. So is that supposed to be, like, a reference to Ganondorf? Yeah, yeah. I, there, there are a couple references to Link and Ganondorf, like in and throughout the game. There's not a whole lot, but um, they're they're definitely around here and there. I, I don't know if I'd be so certain as to take that as canon, 
considering that I think Ganondorf is supposed to be dead during Oracle of Ages and Seasons, which is why Kumi and Kataka are trying to revive him. But hey, that is really cool that you would find something like that in Tingle's Rosary Rupee Land. Right? Like, not really what you're expecting to find, like, yeah. pieces to add to uh, to the Hyrule Historia there. <laughs> Very interesting. What was the weirdest thing? Probably... I know that's a, that's a hard hard question to ask when we're talking about Tingle, but we got to dig deep here and, and ask the real questions. Hmm. So the weirdest thing. All right. This is this requires some setup. So you have you have a companion named Pinkle. Have you ever seen pictures of Pinkle? No. All right. So you have a. Uh, you you have a, a companion named Pinkle, as she is a lady that wears a pink, very suggestive ting, tingle uniform, and uh, she is Uncle Rupee's assistant. And I'm gonna delve into some spoilers here, so just um, if you don't want this spoiled for you, then fast forward about two minutes. But um, so if you collect all of the Rupee goods, and and Pinkle, I should mention too, communicates to you via like. Um, uh, satellite TV, basically. She, she communicates with you on the radio and stuff like that. So if you if you collect all the rupee goods, you can go and unlock this room in, like, the final level of the game, and inside is Pinkle. And she's like, um, oh, thank you for freeing me from Uncle Rupee, who's actually kind of, like, the bad guy of the game. And uh, she says, like, she says, like, come and let me give you a reward. And so... Tingle like very slowly and very awkwardly creeps up towards Pinkle and blows up his balloon. And you know how most games would kind of be subtle in what's going on in that instance where like Peach kisses Mario on the cheek or something like that. Right. So Tingle blows up his balloon. The screen turns red and pink and like starts throbbing is really only the best word that I can describe oh this as. Oh my gosh. And, and you hear Tingle make a bunch of sounds that could probably not appropriate for a game that's not rated M for mature. And uh, this lasts for like, <laughs> it lasts for like 30 seconds. And then the balloon deflates and Tingle's hat is off and his cheeks are even redder. And Pinkle's like, thanks Tingle. And then that's that. So I was like, what am I watching? Oh my. That... Yep. It was, uh, the strangest thing in that game, which is really saying something, because there's a lot of strange shit in there. I feel like Nintendo kind of just went, you know, balls to the wall with with Tingle's Rosy Rupee Land, and including like as much thing as many things as they could just possibly get away with. <laughs> it it was like, and that's that's exactly one of the reasons that I understand why they didn't release it in North America because of that, like. <laughs> That kind of uh, scene right there, I think, really encapsulates why this game was probably a Japan-only and European-only kind of game. Um, yeah, it was it was, uh, it was odd. It well, was yeah, I mean, and also the fact, if you look at it, you know, Tingle's actually a really popular character in Japan. And I've mentioned this before in the show, but in in the u.s uh that is that is not so much the case so that that definitely contributed to their decision there i'm sure 
Um, I will say about Tingle, uh, this is my theory for the most part about why they didn't release it here. I, I think that Nintendo maybe thought that the American audience kind of only relates with heroes that are like big, strong, masculine heroes, whereas Tingle is pretty much the complete opposite of all of that. He's kind of like this this awkward, um, emancipated little guy. Yeah, I mean, even the back of the box art says like, Tingle is 35 and still lives at home. They're just like, they're burying poor Tingle on the back of this box, right? So I, I think that maybe they thought that people wouldn't relate with that. But there is something to be said about, like, this hero who's not very heroic. He's he's not very muscular. He doesn't really look like a hero, but he's still going on this journey anyways. So I th- I think that they I think that they missed the boat on that a little bit, but I definitely understand. I'm like ninety nine percent sure that just describes most Americans right there. So <laughs> right. So yeah, it's uh, I, I I get why they didn't, but I wish that they would have released it here. But yeah, there is just there's a lot of strange stuff like that in there. You heard it here Lots first, folks. Stuff. Everybody can relate to Tingle. Hey, he's he's the hero that we deserve. Hey, exactly. Maybe not the one that we need though. <laughs> so how hard is this game comparatively speaking to like a main title Zelda game uh I wouldn't say it's like that hard but I also I guess I wouldn't say most Zelda games are that hard um I, I think only towards the beginning will you ever possibly run out of rupees there there are certain points I guess where it's like you're very low on rupees and you're like oh man I got I gotta grind and collect some stuff to build my rupees back up but um, I I don't know that I'd ever say that I had a hard time with it. Now, I'll also preface that with saying that, like, probably about halfway through, I broke down and started using the guide. And without the guide, I would have been completely boned. So it, it's it's extremely hard if you're just guessing all of the all of the bargaining numbers and stuff like that. Um, I couldn't I couldn't even imagine playing it without that guide actually. So, so I guess you... in that sense, it it could be quite hard. If you run out of rupees, is that just like game over, or is there always a way to to earn more? No, if you run out of rupees, it's game over. I mean, there is there is a way, to, you know, of course, always to earn more rupees. But like, if you hit zero rupees, it's game over, and you go back to your last save state. There's it's most games now will have like, you know, kind of an auto save where you'll go back to the start of a dungeon or whatever. Like this is just a straight up like you go back to the last time you saved. Sounds a lot like Adventure Link. Almost. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Huh. I mean, that in and by itself seems like could be could be quite difficult, honestly. Like you know, as you're saying, without a guide, you you might have been a little lost there. So I don't know. That... Yeah. I I just I can't imagine. It's almost like playing the original Legend of Zelda. It's like the game is almost unplayable for the first time if you don't have a guide, right? Because it's just like so random where to go and like the the numbers in tingles rosie rupee land are so random like there's no there's no indicator of like what you should ask for for someone as a reward or what something costs or no rhyme or reason yeah it would either be a lot of trial and error like saving shutting off guessing you know stuff like that or you're just going to use a guide hmm yeah that that seems pretty daunting i think to to go in firsthand with but uh I don't know. At the same time, like, just hearing all the different kind of just oddities and the fact that it's a Tingle game and it's still a Zelda game just just it makes it all that more appealing, I guess you could say, at least in my mind. I would, like, I would totally, 
recommend that you try and track this bad boy down. It's like it's kind of expensive. It's a hundred bucks to order on Amazon. I checked and I got it for a little bit of a better deal, but um, yeah, it's 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 really fun. I'm gonna need all your secret back alley drug dealing contacts in order to grab this this sucker. Yeah, no kidding. Well, um, does it play similarly to any other games that you like or dislike? Um, it, it doesn't, it doesn't play like when you're in dungeons, it, it you know, it, it plays similarly enough to Zelda when you're on the main screen. It doesn't, I wouldn't say that it plays a whole lot like any other game that I can think of off the top of my head, but I will say that it has some definite WarioWare vibes. Like, cause you know, you know how that game kind of has like weird characters and, and Wario is kind of like, he's a weird guy himself in smash. Like he'll use his fart as a as an attack or whatever it's got some definite WarioWare vibes to it where like it's just if things are a little bit weird which is another reason i was surprised why they didn't release it in north america because like i feel like if you're releasing WarioWare, you might as well release tingles rosy rupee land especially because the english translation is already done i mean at the very least we should have a tingle skin for wario and smash like seriously it's very i don't know i i got i really got the WarioWare vibes for it um, I, I think that if like, because keep in mind, back in 2006, digital games, especially on Nintendo consoles, were, were kind of in their infancy. So I think that if they would have had a platform to release this title digitally only, that they definitely would have done it. Um, but I guess, you know, I guess not. It is what it is. I think, I I think if they did it, I think if they did it today, this would be a digital only game and it would be released like worldwide. I think it would be a hit. Yeah, you know, it's a fun game. I, that's that's the thing that surprised me the most about this game was just how much fun I had with it. And um, you know, I I kind of heard from people like, like it's not that it's not that good. And I, you know, if you're looking for a Zelda experience, it you know, it probably isn't really that good. But um, I I had a blast with it. I sunk. You know, it wasn't too long. It wasn't too short. It was just the right amount of time. It was super weird. It was super strange, which is kind of what I was hoping for for a Tingle game. So I would really. If you can get your hands on it, I really recommend it. And uh, if you can't, you should go and check out Locke's speedrun of it because this guy finished it in like four and a half hours, which is absolutely bonkers. I wasn't even done the first level in four and a half hours. Absolute madness is what it is. All right, well, we're getting down to the last couple of questions. So I think it's fair to say that you and I are not quite on the same page as i guess many many americans and possibly canadians in their opinions of tingle i think we we both kind of view him a little bit more favorably but uh after playing through his game has your opinion of tingle improved or gotten worse uh i definitely like i like the the rosy rupee land version of tingle more than the actual zelda version of tingle like i don't really like him in um Wind Waker. I think that he is okay in Majora's Mask. And then the rest of the games that he's in, he's just kind of there as like almost a reference. This game kind of gave him, you know, he gave him some meat on the bone. He, uh, he was just like kind of a lonely dude who was, who was rising to the occasion and fought off this, you know, this evil guy. So, uh, yeah, I like, I like Tingle more after this. You know, I, I think that like the, the Tingle's Rosie Rupeland version of Tingle is my definitive Tingle. Like when I think of Tingle, I think of, this guy would you say that it's probably the zelda character you expected the least to enjoy the uh additional character 
growth that this game gave him? I mean, yeah, maybe. Like it's after playing. I mean, after playing Wind Waker, I didn't like Tingle at all. So I would have been surprised that they would have even made this game first of all, and then you know, because uh, of all the characters that you can choose to do a Zelda spinoff in, Tingle is like, <laughs> you know, probably not the first choice or the first person you think of. But, um, you know, I, I think that it was like, it was kind of a case of like, when you have low expectations, it's easy to surpass them. That's fair. And, you know, <laughs> I, I think most people going into this game would have pretty low expectations. So it's, maybe that was Nintendo's goal the whole time. They're just like, well, we'll create this game about a character that probably only about three people care about well that's not true because as i said in japan a lot of people actually really like tingle so maybe maybe that whole thing goes out the window i could see yeah i I think it makes more sense like as a marketing thing like if they were to do that in the u.s like nobody expects anything of this game but if they happen to pick it up they're getting their money's worth and nintendo is too yeah well with that being said would you want another tingle game um, I, I've like, I a hundred percent would, um, I'm actually, so there's a couple Tingle games that were made and, uh, you know, Tingle's Rosie Rupiland was the only one to get an English translation and get released in, in Europe. Um, the other two, unfortunately are just Japanese releases. So I, it's called like, uh, color changing Tingle's balloon trip of love, mm-hmm. which is yep. a spectacular title. So um, I'm actually working on getting the English translation of that uh, right now. There's a really awesome fan project from um, Tingle Translation, and they translated the whole game. And uh, I think that this game kind of plays similarly, but kind of not, because it's almost like a dating sim in a way. So uh, I'm very I'm very excited to <laughs> dive into that one eventually, because I can only imagine how wacky that will be. But yeah, I would totally be down for another Tingle game. I thought, I thought that they were like, I thought they were really fun. Um, and I made an April Fool's Day post a couple weeks ago that said, like, freshly picked Tingle's collection is coming to uh, the Switch eShop. And, man, I wish that were true because I would be totally all over that. I would I would love it. And I would love for, like, you know, more people to be to be able to experience Tingle's Rosy Rupeline because I had a blast. And you know what? That's the most important thing. And I think, honestly, like, if if we can find that kind of enjoyment out of a Tingle game, like... Maybe there really is no wrong Nintendo can do with Zelda. Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely an audience for for that game over here, um, and it's it's not like it's it's not like it's a bad game. And I feel like like if you're if you're gonna release Cadence of High Rule, like what's the what's the harm in you know maybe translating this and seeing how it does? Or I I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Tingle's Rosie Rupeland on the Switch eShop like one day. Um, I wonder. How, I mean, it's already it's ready to go, so why not? I wonder how difficult it would be to port it. I mean, it would probably be difficult. You would need, um, you know, you might have to play it vertically on the Switch, and you'd probably have to do something with the, uh, you know, with the touch controls. So I, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be a simple, like a super simple process, but I, I'm still hopeful. You know, I'm right there with you. But that's all the questions I, I've got for you on this one. I And I think you, you did actually a marvelous job of explaining this game, considering how crazy I think it is. <laughs> like, Yeah, there. I mean, there are certain things that I, I feel like when I'm explaining them, I didn't quite 
get the get the whole thing across. So like, you should just check out a speed run of this game or something like that. It's it's just like absolutely bonkers. But um, but you know, I had a really I had a really fun time with it, and I think that if you can if you can get your hands on a copy of it, it's it's really a worthwhile experience because it's definitely definitely unlike any other zelda game that is for sure i'm gonna steal Locke's <laughs> copy at the marathon how about that i i was trying to uh to butter moss up to lend me his copy of tingles rosie rupee land but uh i don't think he was picking up what i was putting down there Uh oh um yeah if if you're listening to this moss i still love you though don't worry um well, there so yeah but that's you wanted to know uh, that add on to this i'm i am i am all tingled out i will say that <laughs> there is a companion piece uh that is going to be either be up on the day that you're listening to this or uh coming out very very shortly after so i'm going to have some more uh long form thoughts about tingles rosie rupeland here so we are just we're all about tingle this week on zelda dungeon so go and uh check that out but um yeah uh, that's gonna do it for us uh for us this week any parting thoughts any any uh easter easter plans taylor i think we need to get a marathon shirt either for you or me or somebody or or lock even that just has like tingle the hero we we need or the hero we deserve i would wear that shirt i would wear I'm it too we should be team tingle that might be going a little bit far i'd wear the shirt i don't know if i could call myself team tingle what about team uncle rupee yeah, definitely Uncle Rupee. Uncle Rupee is a is a gangster in that in that game. All right, um, we'll we'll have to get those enough. those designs in the work in the works. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's gonna do it for us this week. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the Champions Cast and uh, hearing us talk about Tingle for what seems like forever. Uh, again, can't put the game over enough. Check it out if you're available to get it or if it's available for you to get. Um, but yeah, we're out here this week. We are wishing you guys a very happy Easter. We hope that you had uh, a great weekend with family and friends and ate lots of turkey and lots of uh, chocolate Easter eggs. So, happy Passover, too. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, you know, happy, just, uh, just a happy a happy week of festivities to everybody uh, all around. Um, definitely head over to Podbean, head over to iTunes, like, subscribe, comment. Uh, if you got a friend that is into Zelda, if you got a friend that's into Tingle, baby, you tell them about the Champions cast because we delivered a home run episode for them this week. That's going to do it for us. Uh, if you head over to Twitter, you can find me at Spateri316. You can find Taylor at GIF underscore Bluehawk. We are out of here, and we'll see you back here next week. Also, don't forget to check out Virtual Theater because it's an awesome additional podcast by Andy. Thanks, Taylor. Appreciate that. Yeah, you did a great job. You did a great job hosting, by the way. Oh, thank you. I feel like we're back into that secret territory now where people may have shut this off, but they, they may still be listening. The secret podcast. Where you can do or say anything that you want. Uh-oh. Well, stay safe, Both everybody. Out. We love you. We're out of here. We're out of here.